Bugle, audio newspaper for a visual world. 2017 will be remembered as the day the factories closed. Rusted out factories and the drugs and the gangs. These are just righteous people. This is your celebration. Your voice, your hopes, and your dream stops right here and stops right now. At the center of this movement, trillions and trillions of dollars. We will get our people radical Islamic terrorism for everyone to follow. We will rediscover there is no room for God. We've enriched foreign industry. It's going to be only America first. America first. Ladies and gentlemen, please remain standing while the president and official party depart the platform. You will be released by sections shortly. Hello, Buglers, and welcome to the first Bugle of the rest of your lives. Which, of course, is true of all Bugles, but particularly this one, because this is Bugle 4000 and Unlucky 13 for the week ending the 20th of January 2017. We are recording just an hour or so after Donald Trump declined the chance to complete the biggest prank in human history by saying... Of course I didn't mean it. I'm obviously not a presidential candidate. You should see the looks on your faces. Here's Mikey P to do the chit-chat. He declined that chance, and therefore we have President Trump. And yes, all the doom-mongers and all the doom-monger-mongers were wrong. It's fine. He's been president now for, well, I'm looking at my watch now. That's basically two hours. And no nuclear war, no divine strike from the heavens, no mass global recession, and no species-ending conflict. It's fine. All those concerns were unjustified. I'm Andy Zaltzman, and I fled to record this bugle to New Zealand, just to be safe. New Zealand, of course, scientifically the nation least likely to end up in a nuclear standoff or fully-fledged ground war with Trump's America. I'm recording this special, immediately post-inauguration special show from the bugle's secret Trump-proof bunker, 8,000 miles beneath the Earth's crust, which proved to be something of a logistical error. It turns out 8,000 miles beneath the Earth's crust in New Zealand... It's just above ground level in London. Um, went just a tiny bit off straight during the really hot bit in the middle. So here, here I am. Hello, Chris. Nice to see you. Um, it is T plus two hours, as I said. We're recording in the immediate afterglow of the vigorously carnal consummation of the uh, arranged marriage uh, of the United States of America and President Priapus himself. And joining me from Seattle, it is a man who is firmly in the 70% minority of Americans who would probably rather have had a fossilised mammoth shit as Commander-in-Chief than Tycoon Tearaway. It is Hari Kondabolu. Hello. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hari, I always seem to get you on the show at a moment where you are so upset with what is happening in the world Well, that well, even the act of speech seems kind of heroic. Well, it, it, it's because you keep asking me about the American election. Um <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and so as a result, I am always going to be glum and depressed and uh, questioning a lot of things about this country. It's never happy. Oh, by the way, just a quick side thing, which I realize is ridiculous because we just started. Uh, but I, I had a few people who are f- uh, fans of the Bugle message me saying that they're sick of me talking about uh, American politics, that they want uh, me to talk about a broader range of things, which frustrates me because... 
this is the Trump election. We're talking about the potential <laughs> nuclear annihilation of the world. We're talking about uh, the, the, like ev- global chaos and war. Like, why would I talk about anything else? Like, that's like watching <laughs> Independence Day. And then all of a sudden, someone in the film's like, I'm sick of all this alien stuff. When are we going to talk about the football season? <laughs> and to be honest, I think it's your, your, your third third show and I got you on just before the election just after the election and on the day of the inauguration That's correct so I've sl- I've slightly limited your re- I'll tell you next time I'll get you on and get you to talk only about European tour golf and, uh, <laughs> there we go Bernard Langer is but- that a person <laughs> very good very good okay yeah. I got him um, <laughs> <laughs> so you are in you're in Seattle uh, currently which is basically Physically as far away from Trump as you can get yeah. in the United States yeah, this... without go- going either to Hawaii, which, as we learned from Trump himself during the whole birther controversy about uh, Barack Obama actually being an imam from somewhere in outer Muslimistan, uh, that's actually not in America at all. Uh, that's what the birthers told us. Or to Alaska, which, as I speak, in fact, we're just hearing confirmation on the news wires, Trump has just given Alaska back to Russia as a gesture of goodwill. <laughs> so, Dos Vidanius, who are Alaskan buglers. Well, you've basically got as far away from physical contact with Donald Trump as you can possibly manage yeah. without leaving America. I'm in a liberal bunker. Uh, I feel fairly right. safe. Uh, this is a place where uh, I'm sure Mumia Abu-Jamal, the uh, Black Panther who has uh, been in prison for decades, probably got the third most votes uh, for president <laughs> during this last election. But anyway, I'm hugely grateful for you for joining joining us on what I know must be a very difficult day for you and taking some time out from what I know is a very, very busy schedule of slamming t- your head in your own hands, <laughs> weeping and screaming, why, why, why? So, um, this is Bugle, 4013 for the week beginning the 23rd of January, 2017. Key anniversary, this one. Exactly zero years since the 23rd of January, 2017, when President Donald Trump for the first time used the words, what do you mean you won't tell me the f***ing code? It's my f***ing football, I'll f***ing play with it. As always, a section of the Bugle is going straight in the bin. This week, all other news in the world is going in the bin, including uh, Theresa May, the leader of the Conservative junta, currently occupying the Palace of Westminster and 10 Downing Street and refusing to leave, laid out her vision for Brexit, which was great or rubbish. Delete according to whether you already agreed or disagreed with her. Uh, here's another story in the bin. Half of the world's primate species face extinction. According to scientists, could humans be one of those species? We reveal all... In our exclusive, are we on the brink of extinction analysis? And let me just open the envelope. No, we're fine. Uh, Also in the bin, a free personalised oath for you to to sway yourself into whatever you want to sway yourself into. Uh, So you can just uh, tailor this according to your own uh, own lifestyle choices. I fill in your name and any titles or honorifics here. Do solemnly, stroke, threateningly, stroke, spookily, stroke, tearfully, stroke, chillingly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of King of Meland, stroke, Empress of All I Survey, stroke, new lead singer of Herman's Hermits, stroke, Chief Dude, stroke, Dudette of the Cool Brigade, stroke, President of the United States, and will, to the best of my ability, stroke, as much as I can be asked, stroke, if absolutely necessary, stroke, unless anyone else wants to do it instead of me, preserve, protect, and defend... My lovely dog, stroke, the institution of the after-lunch news, stroke, that nice china plate my gran gave me for Christmas when I was small. There you are, there's your own oath. You can f*** 
feel like Trump for a day. That section in the bin. Top story. It isn't pretend it's real. Reality star Donald Trump, president of the United States. Uh, For a while there, I thought perhaps the Mayans were right. And uh, we all died in 2012, as predicted, and that this was just (laughs) hell. (laughs) And I actually would prefer this being hell than real life, because at least if we're in hell, it makes some kind of sense. It's (laughs) absurd. Also, I'm starting to think that all those celebrities that died in 2016 knew what was going to happen, and they got out of here just in time. I feel like they were clued in somehow. It was... uh, it was awful watching uh, the inauguration. He looked scared to death. He looked frightened the whole way. Uh, I, I felt like Barack was holding his hand through the beginning till he got there. Um, it was weird looking into the crowd. Lots of red hats. Lots of red hats in the crowd that, uh, that said, make America great again. Uh, Trump making a killing on the inauguration. <laughs> Never thought that, that being president would be a financial boon during the inauguration, uh, so that happened. Basically, I was seeing a crowd with a bunch of people who think this man can turn back time and stop the <laughs> flood of progress. But on a positive note, Andy, I might start right. my business of selling magic beans again. Oh, that's because that's been out of out of out of business for a while, hasn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, I haven't uh, done that since uh, they started selling the Iraq War to Americans. I'm like, ah, this is the time for the beans. <laughs> They're up for it. Um, I was intrigued by the fact that when he swore the oath, he was using, uh, I read he was using President Lincoln's inauguration Bible. And yet, miraculously, his hand did not dissolve on contact with Abraham Lincoln's Bible. That that could have been a prosthetic hand made of some special, special, I don't know, Lincoln-proof substance. I mean, if it had been his own flesh, (laughs) surely the spirit of Lincoln would have... Absolutely annihilated it. It wasn't Lincoln's Bible, Andy. No way. They they probably hid right, that but... to make sure he wouldn't destroy. And also, based on the Golden Showers rumors, I don't think that would be the right thing. That is a that is a American <laughs> artifact. We can't have uh, strangers' urine, foreign urine at that, <laughs> all over uh, the Lincoln Bible. Right. Oh, well, it'll be American urine from now on for Trump. He's 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 going to keep those activities <laughs> at home, surely. Um, there was a copy of Playboy tucked into the Bible, to be fair. So, um, uh, it was here's a quick tip for buglers: um, do not, uh, I repeat, do not read out the transcripts of Trump's inauguration mm. speech in a German accent. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, do not do that. Not even for fun. Just don't. Just especially not this bit. We assembled here today and are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power from this day forward. A new vision will govern our land (laughs) from this day forward. It's going to be America first! America first! Don't do that. Do not... I I fell for the temptation. I feel feel dead inside. Oh, wait, did you do the German impression already? Because that's how I heard it. (laughs) That's a, I thought that was oh that's not okay. He kept saying America first, 
which is when have we not been <laughs> like thought about our interests first? But he kept so that was like the the key phrase, America first, which for me was weird because it was like strange to hear a preview of the words that will be said to me during a hate crime. <laughs> it was like, oh, that's going to be the okay. It's not just going to be USA, USA. It's America first. <laughs> it was um, as a non-American. Obviously, I have no right to uh, hold an opinion on your democracy, or I didn't until Trump said we will de- get determine the course of America and the world for many, many years to come. To me, Harry, he seems to be basically expressing the worldview of an unusually incubated four-year-old. <laughs> and the essential message of Trump's speech seemed to be, there's no I in isolationism. Right. <laughs> well, also, he said, um, when Americans are united, we are unstoppable, which, that's some super villain nonsense. I mean, that's, <laughs> like, that's not even trying to pretend that he's a good guy. That's like straight up like, who wants to be unstoppable? <laughs> Just, you know, and he was talking about, we're only going to think of America, we're not going to worry about other pe- like other people's issues, we're going to keep the wealth here. It's basically, he's trying to starve out the developing world and uh, we're not allowed to get foreign things anymore, is the, uh, is the idea. His wife is not from here. <laughs> But okay. Are we looking at, you know, is, is, is there going to be a, like a ceremonial slaying of Mrs. Trump as a kind of gesture of, <laughs> oh, of American isolationism? You know what? The- maybe he, he will. I can see this happening because we, we, we had, uh, I know America's not, not had what you might call, a, you know, a, a second civil war over this yet. Um, but when we had, uh, we had a big civil war in the 15th century, at the end of which as a gesture of conciliation, um, Henry Tudor married uh the um, former queen of uh, Edward IV, I think I'm right in saying. So it basically bringing together the, the Lancastrian and York, Yorkist sides of the civil war to create a new unified nation. Now, you know, if, if Trump is going to slay his wife as the subtext of his speech, quite clearly suggested he will in a, in a, in a gesture of uh, American independence, surely he will have to marry Hillary Clinton. As, to bring, <laughs> he talks about bringing the nation together. That is the only way he can do it. I think Bill will happily step aside. Does she, does she have a choice in the matter, or is it kind of is that not how Trump's America works with women? Uh, well, clearly that it does. You know, Trump's America does not work with women, um, <laughs> judging by his cabinet. I, I think I don't know. She said she wants the best for America. I'm sure she'll she'll step up to the plate. <laughs> and also, given that he has absolutely no experience of politics uh, of any kind, really, uh, you know, it'd probably do him good to have. Uh, of a first lady who's done the job before. I mean, he does have his daughter in, in whatever situation that is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that might even be a step beyond the pale for Donald. <laughs> um, there's an awful lot in the speech, Harry, about uh, attacking the Washington establishment. Um, he said, we're, we're, we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. Uh, I mean, I guess the question is how, and the answer would be, up. But as a person of America, are you excited about getting all this power back? And, and what are you going to do with it? Oh, my God. I barely get my rent paid on time. <laughs> I'm the last person who should have. Well, I'm the second to last person <laughs> who should have control of America. When did people ever have power? That's not true. 
There was always somebody like in charge telling everyone else what to do. And if there was dissent, bad things would happen. I mean, that's that's fairly universal. I mean, ugh. he talked about like jobs being sent overseas and about changing the status quo. And, like as, as if everyone was ignoring that he was up there. As if he has struggled. It's like he had complete. And somehow it worked. People seem to be down with the idea that, uh, you know, everything's coming to an end. Well, I mean, that might make financial sense, isn't it? Cheeky little Armageddon. <laughs> uh, yeah, settle things up. One thing that was calming about the speech is that he did have the OK hand gesture up most of that speech, which was, which was comforting because <laughs> it seemed to indicate everything would be OK. Well, that's just that's the way that he works. People, you know, he's, he's a master manipulator. <laughs> well, you talked talk about this sort of international attitude. You said the wealth of our middle class has been ripped from their homes and then redistributed all across the world, all across the world, Donald. Uh, yep, yeah, I'm sure those Rwandans and Bangladeshis are getting absolutely hammered <laughs> on middle class American champagne as we speak. Maybe, maybe not all all across the world. There's been some interesting global reaction. Uh, Chris picked this up. Uh, that North Korea state news have not reported on the inauguration at all. Not a B, not important enough. Right. And that's currently unfair in, in some possibly related news and the latest world happiness rankings. North Korea, currently the happiest nation in the world, jumped up from last place to first <laughs> just by not reporting on the Trump inauguration. That was some seriously outlandish stuff. Nothing more outlandish than this. We will build new roads and highways and bridges and airports and tunnels and railways all across our wonderful... Railways, America! You have always ignored the railway. Why now? <laughs> why Why the railway? Now, that is one of the defining features of America, a country that clearly would have benefited from a functioning railway network, and all of a sudden he's throwing away that key plank of national identity. The man is a hypocrite. <laughs> that was one of those moments uh, where I realised that he might have written the speech himself. <laughs> like it felt like that should have been checked and also like Obama was the one that was talking about high speed railway when he was elected and everyone thought he was a maniac and for some reason that just kind of slipped right through <laughs> I was really hoping that Chuck Schumer the uh, Democratic minority leader who spoke uh, before before uh, the ser- like the the swearing in and whatnot I was hoping he would filibuster there was that, that small feeling, because he was talking for a while, and then I'm like, oh, I see where this is going. He was talking about the Civil War, Then I'm like, if I was him, I'd be like, well, let's start with the first day of the Washington administration, and, <laughs> and then the second day. And if he just kept it up for about, like, I don't know, three, three and a half years till the next election cycle, you know, <laughs> I think, I mean, we, I don't know. We, there, has, there has to be a way out. There might be aliens. There might be a way out of this. Yeah. Well, um, I can suggest uh, one good way out, and that is uh, you need to watch more cricket, Harry, because cricket's on pretty much all the time. Uh, You know, the long games last five days. That is an awful lot of time you can distract yourself from. uh, I mean, I reckon if you if you if you can get it, you could probably spend almost the entirety of the next four years watching cricket, (laughs) if. I, mean, I think that might be the way for Americans to uh, to survive. That's generally how I deal with breakups, except with baseball. Right. I generally, baseball does a pretty sound job. Well, yeah, yeah I bet, you know, there's a Ken Burns documentary uh, called Baseball about uh, the history of um, baseball, and it's uh, <laughs> it's like 
20... It's basically real time, isn't it, from the start? <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's about 4,000 hours. Well, basically, it feels like 4,000 <laughs> hours, but it fills up a lot of time. And after a breakup, I like to watch that over and over again to feel a sense of comfort and that I belong to something. And uh, usually I, uh, you know, am pantsless uh, where, uh, eating a mango. <laughs> Um, so that's well, the next just, four this, years, this Andy, of, is what I'm saying. <laughs> could be one of the positive sides of of Trump rule. You know, it might, it might have been a kind of bizarrely, almost a kind of aggressively uh, not pessimistic, divisive speech for an incoming president. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, it could be a huge boon for the American hobby industry. There's going to be a lot of people, you know, like you're watching your baseball videos, People taking up all manner of stuff to distract them from. I mean, this could be an absolute. Maybe this is how he's intending to rebuild the American economy <laughs> by just getting everybody to lock themselves in a shed and build model ships for four years or something. He he used the phrase "American carnage," which was very unsettling. Uh, yeah, didn't expect to hear like what essentially is the name of a video game <laughs> in his inaugural address. This American Carnage sounds like a good title for a podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, about the next four years, yeah. I f- he he created, like, he had that American Carnage, he had that phrase, he had America First. Uh, but I expected to hear more of the hits, which was kind of disappointing. I didn't hear You're Fired. Oh. I was hoping for that. <laughs> I was hoping he'd go on and say, America, I'm hired. I mean, that would have won a few points for me. <laughs> he didn't pull out the uh, Grab Them by the Pussy. I was really hoping he'd try. I know that's that's that was a couple of months ago, but I felt like maybe he'd bring that back. Uh, there were no impressions, uh, either of disabled people or any new impressions. <laughs> I thought he'd like whip a couple of new things out just to give us a preview of the next four years. But uh, he just, you know, he closed on the biggest hit. He closed on "Make America Great Again." He had a nice long build up. It was like "Make America Safe Again," "Make America Rich Again." He did the. You all knew where it was going. We all knew. Like it's gonna end on the big one, building anticipation, and then he nailed it. He nailed it. And about the forty-eight people who showed up for his uh, inauguration, um, they were thrilled. I was I was slightly disappointed that he didn't. You know, lock her up didn't feature as well. Oh, I mean, what, I mean, that would have been a dramatic. If he just had Hillary Clinton sitting a couple of rows behind, just like just. At one point, some uh, some military figures started sort of filing into the background while he was speaking. I wondered if they were just going to arrest, try, and convict Hillary Clinton on the spot. Well, you know, it, there, if if that did happen, as terrible as that is, there's something kind of impressive about it. Because, like, when Obama promised to close down Guantanamo Bay, which he didn't after eight years, that seemed like a really difficult, outlandish thing to do, right, considering where we were as a country during the Bush administration. And this man made the claim that he would jail his opponent. And imagine if he (laughs) actually did it on the first day. Like, that is impressive. I mean, we'd be f***ed as a country, and the peaceful transfer of power would very quickly end. But, man, that's a person who keeps their promises. You gotta admire that. <laughs> so you're saying you would respect, you would have respected Trump more had he yes arrested and jailed. I mean, he'd be despicable. I would hate him. But there, there's like you know what? Right. You said all this shit during the campaign. You actually followed through. <laughs> you were at least he's not a phony. I I, th- I thought he's a con artist the whole time, and now I'm like, no, <laughs> you are just a fucking maniac. But you're <laughs> but you're a genuine maniac. <laughs> <laughs> An honest, law-abiding maniac. Right, right. Um, Reverend Wayne T. Jackson, 
who uh, uh, gave the, th- the third of the prayers, um, he said he prayed that Trump would be given the wisdom of Solomon, the vision of Joseph, and the meekness of Christ. Um, I mean, that's... Meekness and Donald Trump do not seem to go... I mean, first of all, meekness is not necessarily a quality you want as a, pre- uh, as no. a president. No. I mean, maybe Trump swung slightly too far the other way. The wisdom of Solomon, clearly that's that's not going to happen. Um but Jackson previously has uh, said about Trump, Donald Trump is an example of someone who has been blessed by God. Look at his homes, businesses, his wife and his jet. You don't get those things unless you have the favour of God. Now, that is a radical interpretation <laughs> of the doctrine of Christianity. But even as a Jew, I think, oh, hang on. No, hang Someone has defaced your Bible, my friend. <laughs> Uh, a jet? Did God promise promise them the jets? <laughs> I thought what was one of the most impressive things uh, was Barack Obama, whose face looked to me throughout like the absolute definition of heartbreak, managing to go a full half hour plus from the start of Trump's speech to him getting in the helicopter and, and fleeing without shouting at any one point the words... Alert! Alert! <laughs> Extraordinary restraint from Obama. You have to admire that. Um, it didn't last long, though. We have the transcripts, uh, Harry, from the uh, conversation the Obamas had in the helicopter as they flew away from Washington. Shit. F***ing hell, Michelle. Did that actually happen? F***ing Baza. I think it did. Shit. He's even more of a yes. Yep. He, he is. Can I play golf tomorrow? Yes, you can play golf every day now. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in. So uh, tough times for the Obamas. That was—I mean, there was some. There were some awkward faces in the background during that speech. Some very, very awkward faces. Oh yeah. And uh, I would love to have seen the face on uh, the uh, Abraham Lincoln statue at the other end of the mall, whether it was started mouthing the first F for sake again, or stop touching my Bible. <laughs> Now, uh, I asked for some questions for uh, an inauguration Q&A, uh, and various of you uh, got in touch via uh, Twitter and and Facebook. Um, this came from at Shrop, who asked us, Hari, mm. how much cheese did I eat to dream this? <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's an industrial quantity of some deeply, deeply unpasteurized, probably cave-matured Spanish blue stuff. I mean, really, combat cheese has gone into this this level of uh, of American nightmare. I think if you're on the the non-Trump side of the political seesaw, or it could have been American cheese with the plastic still on it. Well, that's all you'll be allowed to uh, be allowed to eat, of course. Yeah. Won't have any of this foreign cheese muck. <laughs> be all American cheese for American mouths. <laughs> this came in from Da Frankland. At sorry, at Da Frankland. I've got to use the at. Um, said a question for Hari Kondabolu. How should England remedy their lack of wicket-taking bowlers in subcontinental conditions? Oh, well, that's uh... well. I would go old school and try to recolonize uh, India. <laughs> I feel like that kind of suppression will allow you to control the conditions, which you will play. Perhaps you will only play in England. Perhaps uh, you know you will uh, you will change some of the rules, which you could do again as a colonial power. So uh... <laughs> at. L- 
Lofwirian asks, is the inauguration proof that time travel does not work? <laughs> huh. I don't know, maybe it's proof that it does work and that you know, the future has come back to play a prank on us. It's just pissed off with us for leaving it in such a mess. And it's got, and that, you know, Trump is... It would, it would explain it, actually. Well, especially if you had more. a bunch of voters who were uh, from, from the future who don't like the future of the country. Trump gets a time machine, brings them to uh, America to vote for him, and that would explain the margins in some of those key states. Or... The other way it could have worked was the suppression of minority voters. But also it could have been the time travel thing. Maybe Trump's the better option. And in this, in the original reality, Rick Santorum has just been made president. (laughs) (laughs) Do come and see my tour shows that begin on the 2nd of uh, February. Details at andysaltzman.co.uk and I'll start uh, shamelessly tweeting uh, the gigs uh, Harry, any shows to plug? Yes, there are shows to plug. I'll be in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, February 17th, Asheville, North Carolina, February 18th, Madison, Wisconsin at the end of April, and uh, and uh, New York at Caroline's uh, in, uh, in uh, early May. So I'm around. There are tickets to buy. Uh, it's all on my website, uh, google.com. <laughs> Search Hari Kondabolu or Hari or Harry Comedian. There's a whole bunch of words that will somehow get you to me. I promise next time I get you on the show, there will not have been something involving Donald Trump being elected as American president. You know, it will be distant history by then. Wait, so are I mean, we, we going back into the past? Is that how we're going to avoid talking about it? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do the show from news from a year ago or two or three years ago. I actually would do that. Just pretend that none of this happened, and we are right. just starting to hear about the Trump candidacy. And we can <laughs> we can mock it. We can pretend that it would never happen. I mean, why don't we do that? Let's live in the past, Andy. Well, that does seem to be the way that politics is going. So maybe we should just just, just surf <laughs> along with that. Before we go, I have uh, a special inauguration commemorative two-clue presidential cryptic crossword for you. <laughs> two symbol clues, one across and one down. Uh, they uh, they interlock uh, around the uh, sixth letter of one across and the sixth letter of one down, in fact. Uh, and one across uh, is this. It's uh, two words of six and five letters in length. Uh, I don't know if you can guess it is. And the clue is, obviously perverted new White House resident, goes for some sodomy, switches O for A, gets between two large breasts, that's the start, then more arse. Six, uh, six letters and five letters. And one down, uh, nine letters long, American leader, confused after getting the fourth and fifth prostitutes to get mixed up with endless dirty peas. So there you go, there's your two-clue cryptic crosswords (laughs) to commemorate this historic moment in the advance of civilization, dignity, and human discourse. I'll be back uh, next week with uh, Nish Kumar uh, in the country briefly in in between bits of globetrotting. Do keep sending your emails in to hellobuglers at thebuglepodcast.com. We've got a new website as well, haven't we? Yes! Yes. Uh, It's all happening. Um, yeah, I mean, Do you know what it is? It, it, what, what's it called? What, what the, the URL is? The, the, the buglepodcast.com. There we go. Uh, that's the key part of uh, flogging something, isn't it? 
Um, do keep listening to The Bugle and all other podcasts on the wonderful Radiotopia network, of which we're now a part. Enjoy the next four stroke eight years, Buglers. It won't last. I mean, that's less than eight years, Harry, now until Trump is definitely not president. Less than eight years. Oh, that's great. I would suggest stocking up on water, canned goods, batteries, flashlights, anything you can get uh, over the next uh, couple of weeks, just in case. Happy times. Thank you for listening, Buglers. Goodbye. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.